When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of Blockbuster Mentality, your favorite place to go for all things movies. I'm your host, Ben Secord, and with me as always... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Brandon Herring is not with us today. He had something he needed to take care of this week. Uh, He's sorry he couldn't make it. Uh, He said he'll certainly be here for next week, so... um, It's just me today, guys. Uh, Hopefully we can get through this together and... uh, you know, see see what I can do. It'll probably be a shorter show. It's certainly going to be Oscar heavy. Got the uh, Academy Awards this Sunday, the February twenty eighth. Definitely going to be talking a lot about that and a lot about uh, some of my predictions for it. Certainly excited for it. But as always, uh, like we do every week, want to go over the box office results uh, last week. A big movie that took everyone by surprise was Deadpool being number one. No, it didn't take us by surprise, but the amount of money it pulled in certainly took us by surprise. I think it was uh, about $135 million for the three-day weekend. It was a long weekend because of President's Day, holiday weekend. It actually took in about $150 million, uh, for the four days. Uh, but that was last week. So this week, uh, coming in at number five was Race uh, with $7.3 million. Coming in, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's number six. Number five was How to Be Single with 8.2 million. Number four, The Witch with 8.8 million. Number three, Risen, 11.8 million. Number two, hanging on, uh, is Kung Fu Panda 3 for 12.5 million. And number one, again, for the second week in a row, Racking in a whopping $56.4 million. And that's a February movie, folks, on its second week. So that is certainly remarkable. Um, but some of the things that stand out to me, we had uh, Risen at number three. I underestimated that last week. I think me and Brandon both did. I didn't even have it in my top five, so uh, more power to them. Uh, the Witch underestimated as well i didn't have that in my top five either brandon did he did have that crack in the top five um how to be single i actually had it number two i thought that was gonna uh leapfrog uh, kung fu panda three but it didn't uh it just rounded out the top five um so that's uh definitely interesting i kind of like when it uh throws us off a bit and uh totally goes off of our predictions but i'm i'm glad it did uh, Star Wars top ten still. That's uh, let's see the final results for Star Wars pulled in in its tenth week three three point nine million. Uh, it was at, at number eight. Revenant still in the top ten at number nine, and Hell Caesar dropped to number ten. Um, yeah, Hell Caesar, what a disappointment box office wise. Um, it finally made its budget. It's at twenty six point two million total. The budget was twenty two million. Um, but yeah, in its third week, all the way <laughs> down to number ten. Star Wars is in its tenth week, and it's ahead of it. Revenants in its ninth week. So 
that is pretty remarkable. Um, but yeah, that's the uh, results. Yeah, Deadpool at two hundred and thirty-six million dollars already in its second week, and that's domestic uh, with a budget of fifty-eight million. Um, so yeah, Fox with Kung Fu Panda three and Deadpool is certainly uh, racking in the dough there. Uh, they're they're having a good year so far, and we're only in in February, so. That's it for Deadpool. But, yeah, uh, Oscars this Sunday. Definitely excited for that. I, I, I get about as excited for the Oscars as I do for the Super Bowl. Um, I'm on the borderline of being a, a movie snob, I'll admit that. Uh, while I do love my comic book movies and my Star Wars, I mean, I'd say I even follow those movies more than, you know, Oscar movies. But uh, I look at those as more, you know, just pure entertainment. You know, obviously it's an art form, it's film, but definitely more for entertainment whereas oscars i see more as you know art pieces um i know that sounds so pretentious and snobby but that's just just kind of giving you idea of how i feel about the oscars uh, again any movie is art but when they're given the honor of uh you know having a oscar nomination i, I just look at those with such prestige and put them on more of a pedestal than i probably should uh obviously not every uh, film nominated is worthy of it being nominated you know they don't really deserve it and yet they're nominated either due to politics or <laughs> things like that uh, and there's movies that aren't nominated that are definitely deserve to be nominated um, you know some years and so again it's not that I only look at you know if it's an Oscar nominated movie uh, I'm, I'm all over it no I mean I still you know need to like it it just gives me a better idea of you know where I should focus my attention that year and, you know, definitely must see movies, you know, in, in years to come. Um, but, you know, for the most part, you know, the actors, directors, screenwriters, producers that are up for this most prestigious award definitely deserve the nod, you know, cause uh, the thing that, you know, makes it real cool for me is, you know, the winners, you know, today, or, you know, the winners that'll come out Sunday, you know, they're, they're going to, you know, go down in history as, you know, especially the actors is, you know, they're going to be on the same list as the greats. You know, you got, you know, they're going to be on the same list as the Brandos, the Catherine Hepburns, the De Niro's, Morgan Freeman's. You know, they're going to be on the same list with those legends. Um, yeah, it's a random group of actors I just named off. But yeah, and then, you know, directors, you know, they'll, they'll uh, go down, you know, on the list with the uh, Scorsese's, the Spielberg's, the uh, Woody Allen's, the. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola's, you know, and they'll they'll be on that list, and I, that's just a real cool thought to me. I mean, basically, when we watch it Sunday, I just look at it as, wow, this is this is going to go down in history. They're going to be on the the same list as as <laughs> those legends. That I don't know. It's just I'm kind of geeking out over the Oscars, guys. So uh, bear with me here. But hey, I this is what I'm passionate about. I love film, and yeah, the Oscar nominated films are definitely. Something I get excited excited about, so I'm not ashamed of that. So there we go. Okay, so let's go over, you know, the nominees and, you know, some of my thoughts and predictions on it. Uh, just going to, obviously not going to go over all the nominees, you know, like costume design and, you know, best short film and makeup. I mean, those are great, great categories, and I'm glad they do have those categories. But, hey, I am trying to make this under an hour, so... Just going to go over the, the notable ones. Uh, first, we have uh, Best Animated Feature. Um, five nominees for that. We have Anna Melissa, 
uh, Boy in the World, Inside Out, Shaun of the Sheep, when Mar- and then the final one when Marine was there. Um, this one, I mean, it's it's more of a no-brainer to me. It's, uh, it, I, I mean, I'm I'm going with Inside Out for this. That um, you know, Pixar movie. Um, it it definitely is goes down as one of the best Pixar movies. I mean, it's in the top three for me. Uh, Pixar movies. It's just the the screenplay for it. Great writing. Great concept. I, I just I really love this film and I think it's gonna get the recognition it deserves. Um, you know, Pixar usually always does it right. Uh, they had another film come out this year, The Good Dinosaur. Definitely, you know, just because it's a Pixar movie doesn't mean it's gonna get nominated, which is the case here. I mean, if you're gonna choose one of those, it's Inside Out, and if you're gonna choose one of the uh, out of these five nominees, in, uh, Inside Out stands out. But don't don't underestimate Animal Lisa. That that uh, it was a, a stop motion animation. It's an <laughs> adult movie. It's uh, rated R. Um, but uh, don't underestimate that. That's that's very innovative. It's uh, uh, one of a kind. I mean, obviously there's been stop motion before, but definitely check that out. That's a, a unique film um, if you're up for it. But yeah, again, not a not a kid film, I wouldn't say. Uh, so yeah, don't be taking your kids out to see it just because it says animated doesn't mean it's uh, uh <laughs> for kids um but yeah animalisa don't don't rule that out uh but definitely i the, the award's gonna go to the inside out i that's the, my predictions um and then uh, let's go over to uh, uh screenplay a little bit um adapted screenplay i'm just gonna go over the nominees real quick uh, adapted screenplay is the big short brooklyn carol the Martian and Room, uh, and then original screenplay: Bridge of Spies, Ex Machina, Inside Out, Spotlight, and Straight Out of Compton. Um, so yeah, adapted screenplay is obviously things that were taken from a book or just an, another source. You know, they didn't come up with it. You know, an original screenplay is it's pretty self-explanatory. I don't know why I'm explaining this. I am so sorry. Anyways, okay. And again, I'm doing this all alone. I don't think I've ever talked this much without anyone else talking. So bear with me, guys. I hope you're enjoying this. <laughs> I hope my overconfidence isn't uh, throwing you guys off a bit. Anyways, uh, so yeah. Uh, again, so let's go back to adapted screenplay. Big Short, Brooklyn, Carol, The Martian, Room. History has shown <laughs> when you... Man, where am I going with this here? So history has shown, I mean, we got five uh, nominees here. Best Picture winners, best the Best Picture nominees are, man, I am so sorry. I'm like stumbling over my words here. So let, let, me, just, let me just back up a little bit, guys. Wow, this is the worst part of the show. I am so sorry. <laughs> All right, so Best Picture. Typically... Since 2005, you know, recent history shows, since like 2005, if you win Best Picture, you you also won Best Screenplay, um, either whether it be original screenplay or adapted screenplay. Uh, the only exception since 2005 was for the 2011 film The Artist. All the other Best Picture winners have won uh, Best Screenplay as well. Now, so looking at this list... The ones that aren't nominated for Best Picture, 
I can already rule out. Uh, now, Adapted Screenplay has four Best Picture nominees, so that you know makes it a little tougher. So, I, Carol, I can rule out. You know, just just using logic there. It wasn't even nominated for Best Picture, so uh, I don't see it winning. Uh, best screenplay. Now, best picture doesn't just mean best screenplay. I mean, you got to factor in everything that makes it the best picture. But to me, I can rule out Carol. Uh, the Martian, Room, Brooklyn, and Big Short. Uh, to me, I mean, Brooklyn was good. Uh, I'm going to rule that out just because there there were better films <laughs> there were better screenplays to be you know coming from uh you know adapted screenplay um and then i'm going to rule out the martian um just because yeah i mean again there were great screenplays but room and big short to me you know were proved to be the best from that source material uh so the big short and room um I'm going to go, oh man, this is a tough one. Um, I originally had Big Short, but don't rule out room. Uh, my gut says Big Short, but I mean, room did f a phenomenal job, but I mean, it could have just been the execution of the actors. Um, oh man, this is a tough one. I I'm going to go with Big Short um, just because... I think they did a great job. I mean, there was a lot of information to get through in that movie. Uh, you could have easily been thrown off. I mean, it uh, half has to do with the direction that it was easy to understand, but that just the way it was written and the way it was brought out, you know, a lot of information to do with the uh, 2008 ho housing crisis. Um, I I'm going to give it to Big Short just because it was it was done very well. You know, they made it easy for you to understand. Room, I mean, again, I'm not going to rule that out. I mean, it, it's a t I, I, I will not be surprised if Room wins. But if, if I were a betting man, I would go with the Big Short and I'd go with the upset for Room. Uh, that's just that's just me talking. Um, so, yeah, I give that to Big Short. Now, original screenplay, we have Bridge of Spies, Ex Machina, Inside Out, Spotlight, and Straight Outta Compton. Now, again, I don't have to rule out just because it's not nominated for Best Picture, but I am just because recent history, again, has shown that Best Picture and uh, Screenplay correlates with each other. I mean, it's... So I, 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 I'm going to rule out Straight Outta Compton. Again, Screenplay doesn't mean, you know, it's Best Picture, you know, but... This is just the logic I'm using. I'm using logic plus how well it did. Straight Outta Compton, I'm ruling out. Uh, I love that Ex Machina was nominated. I think that screenplay was phenomenal. I wish it was nominated for Best Picture. That's one of those where I, I, I'm, I actually was stunned that it didn't get nominated for it. Great screenplay, but I, I'm just going to... I, I have to rule it out. I mean, it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. That's why. I mean, that's just how it's been working lately um inside out i'm gonna rule out so that leaves uh so yeah that's three three ones three <laughs> movies ruled out right there so it's between spotlight and bridge of spies and i i think this has to go to spotlight you know it's a heavy subject to get through you know the you know dealing with the the news team that uncovered the uh uh catholic church you know molestation claims and you know really uh, 
put a, a spotlight, I guess you could say, on that for the world to see. Heavy subject, but it's just, you know, the way it's written and obviously directed. I'll get into directors, obviously, a little later. It's just, you know, I, I'm i going to give it to that. And Bridge of Spies, um, you know, I mean, you got to look at director, too. I mean, Bridge of Spies isn't nominated for a director. Again, I know we're talking about two different things. And I'll get into what what I think about directors and the logic with that, and how they the director and best picture usually correlates with each other. But again, I'm focusing on screenplay, and uh, I just think Spotlight takes the cake there. So we have the big short for adapted and Spotlight for original screenplay. Those are my two winners for that. Um, and then we have uh, going on to director. Um, we have Adam McKay for the big short. Um, George Miller. Uh, let me just make sure my equipment's still running here. I guess I should probably check that. <laughs> All right. So again, Adam McKay for The Big Short. George Miller for Mad Max Fury Road. Alejandro Inarritu, uh for The Revenant. Lenny Abramson for Room, and Tom McCarthy for Spotlight. Now, in years past, uh, again, same same concept with uh, director. Recent years, actually, you know, the last three or four years, you know, director and best picture, you know, don't don't go hand in hand. Um, you look at uh, uh, what was it, Ang Lee for Life of Pi, the year. Oh man, I think it was the year Argo won, um, or Twelve Years a Slave. It was one of those two, um, but you know, a a Ang Lee is one of the notable ones, and you had Gravity, um, the director for that one, um, and you know, obviously they didn't win Best Picture. Um, so you know, very, very recent past, you know, they don't correlate. But before that, so let's say before 2012, I believe. Um, I was looking at some st statistics. Um, twenty, so the twenty-five years prior to two thousand twelve, twenty of the twenty-five films um, won Best Director. So the, they they definitely matched up there. I'm trying to find what uh, I had it earlier. Um, not. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, here we go. Uh, 2000, okay, yeah, 2013, uh, 12 Years a Slave won Best Picture, but Alfonso Cuaron uh, won for Gravity. And then 2012, the year right before it, um, Argo won Best Picture, but then Life of Pi won um, uh, Best Director, Ang Lee. Um, so yeah, no, right, those, those two years, obviously, two years in a row we had Best Picture and Best Director were totally different. Um, so back to the nominees for this year. So if we're going by, you know, the last 25 years, you know, prior to 2012, um, you know, 20 out of 25 times, it, it's Best Director and Best uh, um, best Picture matching up. But this year, I, I think, is going to go along the lines of very recent past. Um, uh, Adam McKay, The Big Short, and Tom McCarthy Spotlight, obviously I have that for my best uh, screenplay. And then Alejandro Inarritu for The Revenant um, didn't even get nominated for screenplay. George Miller, Mad Max didn't get nominated for screenplay. Lenny Abramson for The Room 
uh, got nominated for Best Screenplay. Um, now, just because it didn't get be- nominated for Best Screenplay doesn't mean it wasn't a damn good job of directing. Tom McCarthy did a damn good job of directing Spotlight, um, and it's going to win Best, on my list anyways, it's going to win Best Screenplay. I don't think it's he's going to win Best Director, Adam McKay. I think Big Short's going to win uh, adapted screenplay. I don't think he's going to win Best Director. Lenny Abramson got nominated for Best Screenplay for Room. Uh, he didn't write it, but actually he might have. <laughs> I should probably check my stats. But anyways, uh, that Room uh, as a whole isn't going to win Best Screenplay, I don't think. So um, great job directing, but I don't think he's going to win either. So it leaves George Miller and Alejandro Inaratu. I would love... I mean, I would love to see both of the anyone on this list win, really. Um, I but I want George Miller to win for Mad Max, but I think Alejandro Inaratu is going to win. I mean, what he did with Revenant, um, just the the shots he chose, um, just how the performance he got out of Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy and Damal Gleeson and. Um, all those guys, um, you know, which is the, I mean, it's, it's definitely on the actor, but it's the director's job to get the best performance out of the actor. Uh, what he did with that, you know, just in using natural light for the shots. Um, I just, I think it goes to him. George Miller though. I, I, I would love to see him win what he did with Mad Max, the visuals in that, um, just the direction it takes for such a big, uh, you know those big set pieces, and you know, uh, although there no no one got nominated for acting in that. You know the actors did a great job. I would, and I just love Mad Max. It was an awesome movie. Uh, I loved Revenant too, but I, I I want George Miller to win. But again, if I was a betting man, I'm gonna give this one to Alejandro Inarritu. All right, so on to the acting categories. We have. Uh, ladies first supporting actress we have Jennifer Jason Lee for Hateful Eight Rooney Mara for Carol Rachel McAdams for Spotlight Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl Kate Winslet for Steve Jobs now logic tells me (laughs) um, to go with Alicia Vikander this is why I kind of wish SAG Awards didn't come out before the Oscars because there's uh, i I'm a stats guy. Again, I love sports, and I get just as excited for this as I do for the Super Bowl, as I said, and I'm a huge sports fan. But I I, lo- <laughs> I think why, you know, me being a huge sports fan is why I love the stats in this. So in the last, you know, the 21 years, well, 22 years now, that uh, the Screen Actors Guild has been handing out awards, their winners have lined up four. Four for four, uh, you know, for you know the four big acting categories. They were four for four. Let me just make sure this is clear. So the Screen Actors Guild Awards, whoever won that, four for four, four to four times, you know, <laughs> whoever went. Oh man, I am so sorry. So basically, the winners for Screen Actors Guild Awards and matched up with the winners of the Academy Awards, so they went four for four, six times. Uh, They matched up three of four, eight times. They've only gone two for four, uh, two for four, four times, and one for four, three times. And they've never gone 0 for four. 
Uh, the last time they only matched up 50 for 50 was in 2008. Um, and that was, uh, I believe, when there was, it was Kate Winslet. Um, kind of made the difference there. But anyways, so yeah, I mean, you look at this. I mean, even 4 for 4, 6 times, and 3 for 8, 3 for 4, 8 times. So that's a total of 14 years right there. And so, I mean, it it usually match, matches up in the last two years it has been four for four uh we had uh past two years four acting winners have matched up 100 percent eddie redmayne julianne moore jk simmons patricia arquette matthew mcconaughey kate blanchett jared leto and lupito nuongo uh won a sag award before going on to claim their gold statue at the dolby theater i'm obviously taking this from an article um I wish I could give credit. Uh, bustle. Bustle.com. Um, so, statistics are telling me. Alicia Vikander, for Best Supporting Actress, she won the SAG Award this year for it. Um, Kate Winslet won the Golden Globe for it for Steve Jobs. Um, I think this is between Jennifer Jason Lee for Hate Blade and Alicia Vikander, the Danish girl. I'm going to... Uh, my my pick to win is Alicia Vikander for the Janus Danish girl. And then I want to Jennifer Jason Lee to win for Hateful Eight. I thought that performance was outstanding. She was so gritty and mean and I think she did a terrific job in that performance. But I, I, this one's going to Alicia Vikander. Rooney Mara and Carol was great. Rachel McAdams in Spotlight was outstanding. Kate Winslet and Steve Jobs did a phenomenal job as well. Um but yeah, I think that goes to Alicia Vikander. All right, so yeah, sorry about my stats spiel there, uh, but yeah, that's uh, one, one of the reasons I like this as well, just because of all the stats. And another fun fact, um, the uh, Best Picture has been nominated for Best Ensemble Cast in the SAG Awards. Um, Whatever won Best Picture in Academy Awards has also been nominated for Best Ensemble Cast in um, for the SAG Awards. Doesn't mean they won the SAG Awards, but they were at least nominated for it, with the exception of Braveheart in 1995. That wasn't nominated for the SAG um, Ensemble Cast, but it did obviously win Best Pictures at the Academy Awards. So that's another interesting fact that I'll be getting to as well. Um... But uh, supporting actor, we have Christian Bale for The Big Short, Tom Hardy for The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, and Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies. And, oh, there's one more. Sylvester Stallone for Creed. Now, this is the most interesting one, I believe, because you have um, the Golden Globes, uh, Sylvester Stallone one, which Golden Globes are... You know, people say they're a joke. They don't really mean anything. But a lot of times, if you win the Golden Globe, you, I think, you know, majority of the time, I wouldn't even say majority, but a lot of the times you win the Oscar as well and the SAG Award. But this is different this year because, first of all, Sylvester Stallone wasn't even nominated nominated for the SAG Award. The SAG Award went to Idris Elba for Beast of No Nation. Um, and... Idris Elba isn't even nominated for this. Now, Sylvester Stallone winning the Golden Globe kind of, you know, makes you think, you know, he has the edge. But I, I don't know. I, I read somewhere, you know, that uh, w one of the uh, 
members of the academy who will be voting said they're definitely not voting for Sylvester Stallone because he plays Sylvester Stallone in every movie that same accent the same type of character you know there's really wasn't really acting I guess you could say I, I believe that's that's what they said so I mean if one person's thinking that I mean there's definitely more people thinking that as well um, I think a lot of people are saying Sylvester Stallone's still going to win it but I, I don't know I, I think this one I could see any of the five winning this um, Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies I think he's if it's not Sylvester Stallone he's the next favorite I, I think it is going to go to Mark Rylance um, Sylvester Stallone I, I wouldn't even put him in as an upset I think an upset might be Tom Hardy for The Revenant um, Mark Ruffalo did great in Spotlight Christian Bale great in Big Short but you know the performance Tom Hardy put in in The Revenant was you know it was up there <laughs> I, I even better you know it wasn't Tom Hardy he was you know acting whereas Sylvester Stallone was Sylvester Stallone and Creed uh, so I kind of agree with that uh, member there you know what they said about that but again not not knocking Sylvester Stallone Sylvester Stallone he still did a great job in Creed but I think this is going to go to Mark Rylance with, you know, a possible upset being Tom Hardy. I want Tom Hardy to win, but I think it's going to go to Mark Rylance. Christian Bale, fun fact, uh, he uh, played Michael Burry in the film uh, Big Short, which is based on a true story. Um, and Michael Burry in real life has a glass eye. And in the movie, you know, Christian Bale, you know, not, that eye is very <laughs> googly, I guess you could say. It's always going from one place to another. And that I, I thought, you know, it was just kind of CGI'd in or something like that. And I guess there was no special effects uh, for the left glass eye. Uh, Christian Bale can actually rest one eye and move around with the other in command. I, I, <laughs> I, I can understand that he's able to do that, but to then perform at the same time, I, you got to give him credit for that. I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, no, that's not going to win him an Oscar, but I just thought that was a pretty cool fact. Um, so yeah, Mark Rylance for that. Okay. On to the big ones. We have best actress in a lead role. The nominees are Kate Blanchett for Carol, Brie Larson for Room, Jennifer Lawrence for Joy, Charlotte Rampling for 45 Years, Ceres, oh man, Ceres Ronan for Brooklyn. I'm probably totally butchering that. I had the name all set, and I really feel like I'm butchering that. The Chicken Brooklyn. Um, so, I mean, this one is... I was going to say it's a toss-up. It's not. It's going to Brie Larson for Room. Uh, she's she's won basically every award for it so far. Golden Globe, SAG. Um, her performance of that in that is outstanding. Um, you know, going through, you know, being kidnapped for seven years, ha having a five-year-old, you know, so you've been with a, you had a child when you were in there, you now have a five-year-old dealing with getting out and, you know, the the emotional toll that takes just you you felt it in her role and i i think i think she has it jennifer lawrence like her as an actor um and you know, i i just feel like that nomination is just because it's jennifer lawrence i don't same with kate winslet for best supporting actress i feel like they just put her in there just to put her in there similar to what they do with meryl streep those are just my thoughts <laughs> um i just think she's in there just to be in there to get more viewers for the, the award show or what but I just don't know if that warranted a nomination, but she's not going to win either way. Um, 
Don't don't underestimate Charlotte Rampling for 45 years. That's a great performance, and then Kate Blanchett for Carol. Uh, it's it's I I I, I almost want to put money on it just because I'm so sure Brie Larson wins for Room. But you know, an upset pick, I'd say Charlotte Rampling for 45 years. But again, definitely think that's going to Brie Larson. And then the big actors, best actor in a leading role. Brian Cranston for Trumbo, uh, Matt Damon for The Martian, Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs, and Eddie Redmayne for The Danish Girl. So happy uh, Brian Cranston uh, got nominated for Trumbo. Phenomenal job. Uh, not only did he's did a not happy that he did, because he did a phenomenal job. I just love Brian Cranston. Think he's a brilliant actor. Um, you know, huge Breaking Bad fan, obviously, and very happy he got it. Don't think he's gonna win it. Would love him to. Uh, Matt Damon. I think they just kind of stuffed him in there because he's Matt Damon. He did a great job in The Martian. He carried the film. Um, I just, uh, you know, you could easily stuffed Will Smith in there. He could have put. Um, uh, it's probably between him and Will Smith, but still, uh, I, that's just, they needed someone to fill the nomination because I think it really comes down to, really comes down to Leonardo DiCaprio and Michael Fassbender, but Eddie Redmayne, I think would be close as well, but I don't think it's going to go to Eddie Redmayne. He won it last year, which I know that doesn't have any bearing, uh, any bearing on, you know, who they'll choose this year, but I, I just don't see him winning. He did a great job, but it's definitely down to Leonardo DiCaprio and Michael Fassbender. I, you know, I, I, th it's gonna be Leo. I mean, this has got to be Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio's year, fifth nomination uh, for acting. This is his year. Um, and it's not just. I, I hope they're not just doing it because it's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's never won one. It's a good story. Um, he did a good job. I mean, it, I, and then another along the same lines I read about Sylvester Stallone, one voter said they're not voting for Leonardo DiCaprio because you're not voting on a actor just because the film was hard to make, which is true. You know, you don't want to vote, uh, for the, cause all these performances were tough. I mean, uh, uh, Michael Fassbender, he's English and he has to put on an American accent. That in itself is hard to do a whole movie like that uh Dane, I, I you know try to talk in a different accent for a whole day and it's it's exhausting um all these guys you know it's emotionally exhausting yes leonardo dicaprio's i'm sure was uh physically exhausting but you don't give someone an uh, oscar just for that uh his acting job was phenomenal um man that is my adjective today phenomenal um yeah I think it does go to Leonardo DiCaprio, but Michael Fassbender, I think, is the next choice. I mean, uh, that, that would be a crazy upset if, if Leo doesn't win. Um, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs, you just, you, you, at first, you know, whenever I, you know, go into a movie, I first see the actor always, but, you know, by the middle of the movie, it's, you know, you, if it's a good performance, you no longer see the actor, you see the character they're playing, and I definitely saw that with Michael Fassbender he did a phenomenal job as Steve Jobs um, in what do you know Steve Jobs um, I would love to see him win uh, but yeah I, and I would love to see Leonardo DiCaprio win I think he's going to win um, but yeah again I would still 
love to see him win. I would love to see Brian Cranston win, but it's going to be between Leo and Michael Fassbender, and it's going to Leo Nardo D. Caprio. All right, so that's my thoughts on that. And then, without further ado, we have Best Picture. Kind of, I'm sure you, with my rant about screenplay and my stumbling over the words, you kind of already know what is nominated for Best Picture. I might have already said it. Anyways, The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. This is going to be interesting as well. I think it's between three movies. Would love to see Mad Max Fury Road, Road win, as I said. Loved, would love to see George Miller win it for Best Director. Don't think that's going to do it. Because um, it didn't get nominated for Best Screenplay. Didn't Obviously isn't going to win Best Screenplay. And it isn't going to win Best Director. So right right away, I'm ruling that out just because again, you, you can have different opinions on it. Whether you how much you like the film, I'm I'm using mainly logic and statistics. <laughs> um, again, my sports is coming through. So knowledge and or um, logic and statistics. Um, I'm ruling out Mad Max. I'm ruling out The Martian. Um, although it did get a no- nominated for screenplay, didn't win screenplay in my predictions, and it did not even get nominated for best director. Ruling that out. I'm um, ruling out Room. I'm uh, again for the same reasons. Got nominated for screenplay and director, didn't win either. Um, ruling out Bridge of Spies. Didn't get nominated for director, isn't going to win screenplay. Ruling that out. Ruling out Brooklyn as well. And I'm ruling out... That's all. So yeah, I'm ruling out Room, The Martian, Mad Max, Brooklyn, and Bridges Spies. So that leaves three more. We have Spotlight, The Big Short, and The Revenant. A lot of people are thinking Revenant's going to win. But it was a great film. Um... And most likely, I can see winning Best Director. Not nominated for a screenplay at all. So that that and it's that alone is enough to for me to want to rule it out. I mean, I'm thinking as I'm going here. Uh, I honestly think it's going to go down, but it's going to go between Spotlight and Big Short, the two uh, screenplay winners. That would be insane if Big Short actually pulls it out. Adam McKay directs the director of Anchorman and Talget Dega Knights and Step Brothers. Might have directed a Best Picture winner. That thought alone to me is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Big Short and Spotlight. That's what it's going to come down to. And... We're most likely going to know by the time they announce, because they announce a screenplay and director before this award. Obviously, this is the last award they announce in the night. So, but before the award show, this is what I'm going off of. Oh man, I really want to just pick Big Short, and if I'm right, I'm gonna be very happy. Um, but I'm gonna go with my gut. Oh man, and watch Revenant's probably gonna end up winning it anyways. But hey gotta have an opinion. I'm gonna go with Spotlight. 
the subject matter, the way Tom McCarthy, you know, took that heavy subject matter and made it so it wasn't so heavy and depressing and, you know, made it uncomfortable to watch. He he made it flow nicely. It was quick, you know, quick moving, but it made it easy to follow along. Didn't get focused too much on the depressing stuff. You know, it just moved right along. It was about a news team trying to get a story out there. Um, I think that was, for me, wasn't my favorite movie. Of the year. Loved it. Loved the movie. What If I was voting for Best Picture of the Year, I wouldn't vote for that. But I'm just going off of what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to go uh, to Big Short. Or, I'm sorry, Spotlight. Uh I mean, I if I was voting, I mean, I would honestly give it to Ex Machina, but that's not even uh, nominated. <laughs> um, but it, it would be between probably Mad Max and The Revenant for me. Um, for the you know, out of the ones that are actually nominated, probably end up going with The Revenant. But I think this year, uh, the Best Picture winner will be Spotlight. Do not rule out Big Short. Do not rule out The Revenant. Obviously. Man, that would be cool if Big Short wins. Just because, you know, I think when it was first announced that Adam McKay was, you know, directing this and all the cast that was involved, you know, it was kind of like, what? I don't know. Because I I, I'm a huge fan of Adam McKay's movies with Will Ferrell. Um, so I just think it would be very cool to see that happen. But anyways, it's going to spotlight. So... Uh, tune in this Sunday on ABC for the 88th annual... Academy Awards. Um, so yeah, that's that's my uh, thoughts on the Oscars. Sorry, I was stumbling a little bit through it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm new at this podcast stuff, guys. I love doing it. I'm passionate about film and all things uh, <laughs> that have to do with it. Uh, next week, we'll just quickly go through the winners. You know, we won't spend as much time on the Oscars. Uh, we'll then give you our, uh, our top three or five. Haven't decided yet. Um, Mine and Brandon's are, you know, separate lists. Our top three or top five favorite uh, best picture winners um, for the Academy Awards of all time. So you guys can learn a little bit more about what, what movies we like. Um, and we'll obviously get into more news stories this week, uh, next week as well. Obviously didn't do much of that this week because, you know, I am passionate about the Oscars. So dorky and pretentious, and I know, I know, guys. Um, on our uh, blog, uh, which I haven't been keeping up too much on it, I do apologize. Um, on our blog, I did put out uh, an interesting list. I was thinking about the Oscars last week, and, you know, what what, what movies have I, you know, the last, started thinking of just about like the last 10, 10 years of movies, um, and how much I've enjoyed the last 10 years of film. Um, so I decided to, share my best uh picture or i'm sorry my my favorite films of the last 10 years and i narrowed it down by actually picking one film from each year you know to kind of limit it a little bit and make it a little easier um as i said in the blog um 2010 was tough for me um because because if i was doing a top 10 list with not every film you know, from or one film from every year, I wouldn't pick anything from 2010. I don't know. Um, I went went with 
Toy Story 3 um, for 2010 with an honorable mention of Inception. I, I liked Inception. I think it was a little overrated. Love Christopher Nolan. Uh, that's just me. Uh, <laughs> probably because I saw it after all the hype. Um, you know, how you go into a film with super high expectations because of all the raving about it. And then I went into it and saw it and just was like, uh, okay, where where's the good <laughs> again it was a good film but uh you know what i mean um similar thing happened to me with uh avatar that that i can say i didn't really in, even enjoy that much other than the special effects um and so yeah i just wanted to share that with you since i got a little bit more time here uh my uh top 10 starting with number 10 i did go with toy story 3 for 2010 uh, honorable mention Inception. Great screenplay, perfect ending. You know, 12 years in between Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3, and, you know, Pixar was still able to cap capture the magic of the originals. Uh, then you had The uh, Descendants, uh, I picked for number nine. I, that film, man, the emotion, you know, George Clooney has, you know, trying to, uh, you know, he's uh, trying to reconnect with his two daughters, and his wife is in a coma, finds out. She is. This is in the trailer. <laughs> Finds out uh, she was cheating on him. So you know, just going through the emotion of that and dealing with family because he has an inheritance. Uh, he's a descendant of a rich uh, family, and you know, dealing with the family and it's just really one of Clooney's finest performances. Um, my honorable mention was Mid Midnight in Paris. Uh, number eight, Dallas Buyers Club for 2013. Honorable mention, Inside Llewellyn Davis. Um, made Matthew McConaughey one of my favorite actors. Great performance. Number seven, Birdman for 2014. Honorable mention, Guardians of the Galaxy. Michael Keaton made a great comeback. It, uh, loved the... Basically, the film looked like one shot um, with no cuts, which was awesome. Number six, The Departed, 2006. Honorable mention, Borat. <laughs> um, great Scorsese film. Finally won his first uh, directing Oscar. Uh, number five, The Dark Knight, 2008. Honorable mention, The Wrestler. Heath Ledger's Joker. Not really much left to say. Um, definitely one of the best comic book villains on screen of all time. Um, Star Wars. <laughs> number four, Star Wars The Force Awakens. I just... Might not have been the best Star Wars movie. Definitely wasn't the best Star Wars movie. Uh, might not have been the best overall movie. I just had so much fun watching it. It had a lasting impact on me. So I, I have to pick Star Wars. Um, my honorable mention for 2015 is Ex Machina. Uh, number three, Silver Linings pay Playbook for 2012. Honorable mention, the Avengers. I don't know. Silver Linings Playbook for me. Something about it, I just like it. It, I can watch. I think I watch it about once a year now. You know, and it's uh, you know, good, almost a good holiday movie. Even though it does, doesn't, you know, do anything around the holidays, it's just you know, good for that time of year. It's just a fun, fun film to watch. Probably the most rewatchable movie on my list. Um, number two, There Will Be Blood for 2007. My honorable mention was No Country for Old Men. This was the hardest for me in you know regards to. Uh, those two movies are interchangeable. I could easily have had uh, No Country for Old Men, you know, as my favorite movie of that year. But uh, There Will Be Blood, Daniel Day-Lewis, phenomenal performance. I just, it's so captivating. He just draws you in the first scene he's in. 
but No Country for Old Men is right up there too. Uh, number one, my favorite film of the last ten years, whether you know I have uh, doing one film a year or not, is Inglorious Bastards, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, back after a little while after his first film, if you don't count, you know, the, the, uh, grindhouse films, um, honorable mention that year up in the air. I, I'm a Clooney guy. I'm, a, uh, he's my man crush, uh, in <laughs> glorious bastards. Uh, number one introduced us to Christoph Waltz. He won his Oscar and then his second bout, uh, you know, performance with Quentin Tarantino for Django Unchained won an Oscar, but just his, his, his scenes alone, um, are enough to make this my favorite film of the year. So, so yeah, that's my list. Just wanted to go over that real quick since I still had a little time. Um, and, uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think of those movies and what your favorite movies of the last 10 years were. Can't wait to see what the next 10 years, uh, bring, but yeah, let me know, uh, at blockbuster cast is our Twitter handle. Uh, you can email us at BB entertainment cast at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to do so. Um, and, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know what topics you want us to talk about next week. Email us any questions you have or, you know, tweet us any questions you have. We love uh, interacting with you guys and uh, can't wait to hear your questions and uh, discuss them with you. Um, so, yeah, definitely stay tuned next week. Uh, that's about all I have. Um, you know, there there is some new stuff I did have. Uh, but it's better to talk about that with someone. All right, and we're missing Brandon. <laughs> um, one th- uh, quick news story was just uh, you know, uh, Pete's Dragon trailer came out. Thought that was looked cool. Um, you know, obviously loved the original when I was a kid. Um, think that it's an interesting concept they're doing with it. So that's pretty cool. And then um, there was some. Just some first images of Doctor Strange that we saw that's coming out in November. Benedict Cumberbatch actually on set in the uniform looked pretty cool. Um, and then we saw our first image of, or first, you know, official image of Crossbones in Civil War. He looks awesome. Uh, even if he doesn't totally look like the comic book. It's a film. It's different than the comic books. It's just using the comic books as a source material, and then they're, they're making the films their own. I don't want them to be exactly like the comic books, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, this is basically an Oscar show. Should definitely wanted to talk about that. Can't wait to find out who wins on Sunday. We'll certainly be watching, and I'll be live tweeting it um, just for fun. So, yeah, again, if you guys can follow us, um, let us know what you think. You know, interact with me while I'm live tweeting at BlockbusterCast. Um, and then, again, email bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com. So, uh, hope hope you I was easy to bear. <laughs> you, you were able to bear with me a little bit. I was easy to handle today uh, alone. Uh, I know Brandon will be back next week, like I said. He's sorry he couldn't make it. Um, so, yeah, I didn't realize I had this much to say about anything. So <laughs> it's a good good practice for me, I guess. So, yeah, that's our show. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Uh, sorry I stumbled a little bit earlier, but we got through it together. Uh, Can't wait to uh, be back next week with Brandon, and I'll talk to you guys then, and we'll talk about the winners. Have a good week.